Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. I love the idea of today's topic. Who wouldn't love a gardening practice that can greatly benefit our plants, our beneficial insects and us? And that practice, Keith, is called companion planting. So what is it, Keith? It's it's such a fun, fun subject, believe me. (laughs) Is it? Let's go. Well, let's go. All right, so just like people, most plants enjoy the company of others. How about that? Yeah, they certainly do. Well, I enjoy your company. I enjoy yours. There you go. See, we're 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 good companions. (laughs) Companion people. Um, In gardening and in in, in agriculture, this process of planting different crops with one another is for pest control, for pollination, habitat for beneficial insects, and to increase crop productivity. Which we all would love in our gardens. Absolutely. You mentioned pollination. So that's a, that's that that hit me that there's a great relationship there between the plants and the beneficial insects. They're helping each other out. Exactly. They? The more plants that flower and for, mm. and flower for long periods of time mm. are going to have a big attraction of of insects yes, and beneficial yes. insects as well. Yes. Not oh, just bees. The predatory and the beneficial. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you'll you'll have those both, you know, hanging around um, plants that are long flowering plants. Okay, so and we so we want the beneficial insect, insects to come in to pollinate and also to try and remove or scare away the predatory insects, or just eat them. Oh, yeah, eat them. That's right. Scare <laughs> scare them and eat them. Okay. Now I know that there's. I mean, I know little about this, but I do know that peas and beans have a beneficial role if they're planted alongside certain plants. Now, what is the role that they are playing? So peas and beans are both legumes. Yes. And what a legume is, a plant that has a symbiotic relationship with um, microbes in the soil, yep. and they those plants then have the ability to draw down nitrogen out of the atmosphere and fix it with the microbes helps onto the roots of their plants. That's very clever. Isn't that very clever? Amazing, yes. yes. Um, beautiful symbiotic relationship. It's yep. just amazing. What that then does is that it these peas and beans then uh, provide a source of nitrogen for plants that um, uh, may otherwise have difficulty sourcing it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay, so we pl- so what sort of for example, what sort of plants would you plant a pea and a bean next to? Okay, one I mean- that, one that I love doing mm. is is growing a whole ragged row of, of um, sweet corn in big blocks okay and then you let the let the, the plant grow you let the male uh, flower up the top pollinate all the little micro hairs off the coming off the the, the kernel of the female plant mm-hmm. and then once that's been pollinated and you know that that's that process is all done yeah. i then plant peas or climbing peas or climbing bees at the base of the corn mm. in order climbing to beans. use climbing beans you say climbing bees but climbing, climbing beans, yeah, beans. Yes, 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 yes in order to climb up the trunk of the corn oh so you use the corn as the as a steak as a steak aha uh-huh, that but, sounds great yeah and then it's it's also feeding feeding the, the corn in the ground yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're getting really good benefit from both plants oh i'd love to see that i haven't so you've done that or you're doing I'm that d- this year I'm not doing it this year. I, oh. I have not got enough room for corn this no, year. No, it does would take over a, a really a massive area, yeah, wouldn't it? Exactly. But okay. I've done. I did it a couple of years ago, and um, I did a. We did a, a bit of a post on that one, so oh, that was really you? really interesting. You'll have to repost that so we yeah. can see it. Now, I, 
another one that I know is, uh, well, I think is quite well known for most of us is that marigolds alongside tomatoes are beneficial. Now, is it the shape of the flower? Is it the smell? It does, does, did the marigolds have an effect on the soil as well? They have all three of those. All three? Yeah, oh. absolutely. So the flowers have got this, uh, this, um, a big attractant for uh, insects, including bees yep. and the yes. predatory ones. Yes. The smell of the of the leaves from the plant and the and the flowers yep. uh, tend to push nasty little insects away. They don't like the smell of the uh, of the, the foliage. Was, yes. But then the main thing that's being done through the soil is that the marigolds emit this thing through the soil, almost like a fumigation process that goes through and and, uh, keeps the nasty little mongrels away called nematodes that attack the roots of the the tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah, so the marigolds do it in three ways, which is just fantastic. So great companion plant. Yes. Really good. Now we need to plant a whole load of them. That's another question because, uh, you know, we – I imagine you need to plant quite a lot for this to actually have a positive Yeah, positive you do, and, and marigolds will also be competing for both light as well. Okay. So, you, so in, in my, my instance, last year I, I used them uh, on my raised beds and they're all um, rectangular raised beds and I put basically one in each corner of the raised beds and that was enough. Oh, that's enough. How yeah. do you know that that's enough? Because your tomatoes look Because good. T- tomatoes were <laughs> sensational. Okay. Because I, I, I also planted, so I was given some by a lovely neighbour next door. He gave me so many that I had them right all the way through the garden. But it's just, the tomatoes were fine. But yeah. it became, the marigolds wanted to take over. They do. So the vegetable garden became a bit of a, you know, jungle Never of mind. marigolds and tomatoes. But <laughs> it was quite pretty. All right. So talking of the, the fact that they had a beneficial effect in many ways, the smell of some plants like herbs can be quite strong. And, Absolutely. And that's, that is also of benefit. So tell us about that. Okay, so what, what can happen when, when you're planting herbs with um, plants mm. is that the actual odour that, that those herbs give off have an effect on the some of the, in, the insect's olfactory nerve, nerve yes. so that they can't smell what they're trying to, ah, to hit. So it, it sort of drowns out the smell of other things? Yeah, exactly. And so they're affected. So they're confused by a bit. the herb smell confuses them and sends them away because they can't get to the. They like can't, they can't, can't hone in on hone in on exactly what they oh, want. That's, that's amazing. And I'll give you an idea of that. If you planted capsicums with basil, mm. that would help to repel aphids, spider mites, mosquitoes, and fly, flies, mm. and it also improves the flavour of the capsicum. How about How that? How does that happen? I don't know. I'm not that <laughs> clever. Oh yes, you are. You have to. Find, we'll have to Google that one. That is amazing. This is this is it really is a fascinating subject. Another thing that I have read is: Have you heard of t- stacking? Have you heard of the term called stacking? I have, yes. And that is what I think is quite commonly used in permaculture yeah. gardening, a subject that we're going to discuss mm-hmm. uh, later on, uh, where they where taller growing plants shade lower growing plants yep. and, in, and in turn those lower growing plants shade the ones below. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously they're called companion, companion planting because they're, they're all looking after each yeah, other one way or the other. That's it. And that occurs naturally in rainforests. Of course Because you have a beautiful tall upper canopy, then you have a mid canopy and then a lower canopy and then a, a lower lower canopy uh, you know, below that and then you have ground covers. Mm, it's very clever. So nature nature's known about companion planting for before many, we many did, years. Before we did. Going back to the vegetables, mm-hmm. p- placing plants in scattered groupings rather than in rows. Yeah. Is that... That's a that is a, a great way of, of looking at things and, and the, the way that I would Im- immediately say... How that works 
to benefit the insect is yeah. that when you have market gardeners, yes. they have great big blocks of all the one type of vegetable being, yeah. gr- being grown in those big, huge blocks, yeah. and that is just an attractant for all of the pests and disease because yeah. they can smell that and they just hone in on it. They get in and they stay and, there. And they get in there and then the poor old market gardener has to go out there and spray all that mm. with incredibly toxic, hideous substances to kill all those pests that are in that uh, monoculture. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's just the way that it is. So I like to, to you know, I don't like to buy my vegetables from uh, market, market gardeners. gardeners. I like to go and support the local the local people and um Support them because they're doing. I wonder why the market gardener can't work out a way to do that to do that exact process as well. It's obviously not. It's just. It's it's just a. It's just. It just doesn't work out effective for them. You know, it's not a. It's not a cost effective way of doing it. You can't be spraying. Well, all these pesticides. They there's that many pesticides out there in the market. There's just as many pests, so yeah. no one's winning. No one's winning no, the battle there, are exactly. they? Exactly, it's just going to keep on going. Yeah, and those pests are actually, you know, becoming immune yeah. to those pesticides. So they've got to find something more toxic, more toxic every time. So we don't spray them. We actually find a way to to. to so if you can do it in your own garden, yeah, use yeah, yeah. use the companion plants to, to to do that. Absolutely. Let's not try and work out what the market garden no is going to do. Let's look after <laughs> our own backyard. All right. Well, we've discussed a few different ways that this this companion planting works. Let's just come up with a couple of examples, okay. shall we? All right. Ready, set, go. Let's think about lettuce. Yes. It enjoys the working relationship with chives and that repels aphids. And then you can use mint in amongst lettuce and that'll keep away snails. Oh, we like that. Those snails are incredibly busy at the moment. They yes. Are. Yes. Well, this is the this is their time. Yes, nice and <laughs> Um And then we've got zucchini, and they enjoy beans. They enjoy radishes, and they enjoy dill and marigolds. So there's another one that that um, marigolds, marigolds go yep. very very well with. What have you got? I have. Ah, uh, let's start with a artichoke. Artichoke loves cucumber. Yep. But doesn't like potatoes being planted next to potatoes. Why is that? It's just a, a mass, a massive area. Um, potatoes like to own the ground. The ground okay. And therefore they'll, they'll send out roots and colonize those areas. They're big, heavy feeders. So that's why you don't go planting those sorts of things near them. What about asparagus, Keith? Asparagus loves parsley. It does. It loves basil. It yep. loves tomatoes. Yes. It loves marjoram. It does. And I don't think there are too many bad companions when it comes to asparagus, or are there? No, I, I, I haven't Negatives. come. I haven't, I haven't come across. Um, the only things you wouldn't go planting with asparagus are, are those great big plants that um, like to consume the ground uh, of, of all the goodness. So you know, you wouldn't go planting rhubarb, for instance, crowns anywhere near asparagus, asparagus either. Okay, okay. Uh, corn. You talked about corn. I did. We've talked. Have we talked about cabbage? Cabbage. What have you got on cabbage? I've got beetroot. I've got a lot of things that are great companions for cabbage. Beetroot, celery, dill, chamomile, onion, mint, potatoes, it just goes on. It does. It doesn't like being planted next to strawberries, Mm -hmm. tomatoes. Or garlic. Well, there you go. Garlic, garlic doesn't have many friends at all, you know, oh, except in the alien family. So, yeah, other onions they enjoy. Yeah. Um, broccoli would also grow nicely with cabbage because they're in the same family, the brassica family, and oh, they know. love to uh, you know eat lots and lots of tucker out of the ground. Yeah. And other things that, that um, enjoy the company of broccoli are the other brassicas. Okay. So things like the Brussels sprouts, and then you've got beetroots and celery enjoys the company of broccoli, spinach. 
And then when you when we want to put some herbs into that, mm. rosemary and chamomile all enjoy the company of broccoli as well. And spinach enjoys the company of strawberries, beetroot and onion, I believe. Well, there you go. <gasps> There's a real mix. There I is. I think we need to print one out. We need, <laughs> I think we all need to print one out. It's an obvious sign that this is a, something that we should all be doing in our gardens if exactly. we can do a bit of research. You know, with all the work that we put into our gardens, mm-hmm. it's definitely worth the time, the effort and the research it takes to grow like-minded plants that will help each other out and to ensure we have a really healthy garden, don't Absolutely. you Absolutely. Another great thing you can do, in actual fact, is rather than having a vegetable bed yeah. that will attract pests and disease, mm. plant it in your garden. Plant it in amongst your 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 flowers. Your flowers. Your perennials, yeah. your annuals, everything. I mean, that can look absolutely sensational. I mean, I've seen some magnificent gardens where they've where they've put in cabbage and they've used giant drumhead, red drumhead cabbage, and yeah. it looks absolutely sensational mixed in through the garden. Yes, artichokes look Artichokes look, look fabulous. In, Their you know, foliage the foliage looks sensational. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. absolutely so there's lots of um, companion planting that can look terrific in the garden mixed in with your vegetables. Fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.